What's up everybody, Brad here. It's Friday, which means we are doing a news roundup for all 1700 people who have joined the channel in the past couple weeks. Uh, this is what we do on Friday. It's a wrap up of, of a lot of the news in the industry. Uh, it's also where I typically do the Q&A. A lot of questions come in during the week and it's easier just to kind of aggregate them and do them all at the end. I always post a, a thread up on therot.com, uh, typically on the Thursday before, and that is the best place to try to get answers or questions answered directly. So we do that at the end. But first, let's just kind of dive into the news here. Uh, late last Friday, no big surprise here, but Microsoft officially kind of sort of killed the band. Uh, the band was their health fitness wearable. It came out in two different versions. They actually had a third, but they ended up canceling it. And so while the product will continue to work going forward, like you can charge it and it'll still track your steps and all that stuff, the applications on iOS and Android, they're done. They're no longer going to be supported. They're going to be pulled, which means that if you really want to use this as a fitness device, you're going to have to track all your stats manually going forward, which isn't very good. So it it's dead. They, they pushed that out, that news out late on a Friday. Uh, Microsoft also announced this week, Windows 10 is now on 800 active, 800 million active devices, I should say, which is a pretty big milestone. 800 million is a lot. Uh, Microsoft announced in the fall that it, they hit 700 million. They're doing somewhere between 12 and 15-ish million active devices new each month. Uh, doing some rough math here. It should be about a year, I think. Um, you know, until they hit a billion, roughly. Uh, Windows 7 re re reaches end of life in January of next year, which means a lot of people are migrating from Windows 7 to Windows 10, and there's still a lot of people running Windows 7. So the question is, will 200 million people more migrate before that timeline arrives? I don't know if I had that if I had that capability, I would be predicting a lot more more things. But it doesn't seem implausible that that is gonna not going to happen. So I'd expect Windows 10 hitting a billion devices in about a year. In about a year um it, it's a big milestone well granted it's not like doesn't really mean anything of significance um <laughs> from like a financial standpoint i don't believe because they're already making money from mostly people running windows 7 in the enterprise through software assurance on the flip side of that it's nice to say that your platform is on a billion devices and that your windows platform going forward until windows light arrives which we'll talk about on another episode um is on a billion devices is a pretty big deal because that's a large target demographic for developers and there you go. Uh, to celebrate, not directly or whatever, but Microsoft announced that they're open sourcing calculator. If you've ever wanted to contribute code to the Windows calculator and have it ingested into Windows 10, you now have that capability if that's what you wanted to do in your life. Uh, I do hear that they are going to continue to open source other built-in applications in Windows 10. I think Notepad is up there and there might be a few others, but we will see what else they do. Uh, speaking of Microsoft on the enterprise side of life, you can now bring Yammer content into Teams. Teams, if you're not familiar, is Microsoft's collaboration hub, if you will. So you have email, then you have Teams. And previously, you couldn't bring in Yammer content, which is a, a bulletin board style application Microsoft uses in the enterprise. You can now ingest that content directly into Teams. And on the Skype side of life, if you use Skype on the web, it's now been revamped. I, they changed the UI up and I think they announced that they revamped Skype on some different platform seems like every week but now it's the time for the on the web version and also if you are a developer of the store Microsoft's new revenue model is finally finally in place they were supposed to launch this by the end of 2018 they announced it at build 2018 and it took them a about a year to actually implement this, but it allows for revenue shares up to 95%, so 95, 95, five split rather than a 70, 30 in some specific scenarios, but is definitely more generous to the developer minus the game side. I believe the games side is still staying about the same. So 
there you go. Uh, on the Xbox side of life, there's been a lot of Xbox news related to Master Chief Collection coming about, uh, the Game Pass on the PC finally becoming a real thing. That was, by the way, supposed to launch in January, so you can kind of dig around and actually see that this is somewhat already working. Uh, I think we're going to get an official announcement here very, very soon. And so you have Game Pass on the PC and a, a Master Chief Collection, which Microsoft hinted at uh, for an event March 12th. So th there's a lot of things that I talked about previously starting to materialize, which is awesome. Granted, I think next week's going to be a really big week in the Xbox world. The reason being, so we know this thing is happening on March 12th. Uh, Microsoft also has the Game Developer Conference the following week. And I think they might have more announcements. So, and typically when Microsoft has a conference, they'll post their news or what they're announcing a couple days before. Not in all cases, but I think they might be doing this with Game Developer Conference too. So next week could be a very big week of gaming uh, news on Xbox and PC. So keep your eyes and uh, ears peeled for something like that. And obviously, as I hear more, I'll keep everybody updated on what I know uh, that I can prove to be accurate. Also speaking on the Xbox side, Microsoft is beefing up Game Pass here. I need to do a little bit deeper write-up about this, but um, Just Cause 4 and Fallout 4 are now on Game Pass, which is great. If you're a Game Pass subscriber, you're getting more content for the same amount of money. Uh, Microsoft is really investing heavily in Game Pass. They need it to be a success. It's gotten off to a slow start. I hear this time and time again, but these services typically take a while to manifest. And as they keep building up the portfolio, it will become more attractive. The question is, how can they convince other developers to launch their, you know, their, their popular titles from day one on Game Pass? That's a challenge for Microsoft to figure out. But, um, you know, it, it's a good place to go. It's a good place to go. So uh, that's kind of a wrap up of the news. We're going to dive into the questions because this is always my favorite part because it gets me, one, on my feet, and two, um, I, love, I, love, I love the engagement. So uh, Lino Fred says, do you think Windows 20H1, which is the version coming in the first half of 2020, and Azure updates release sync is a sign of windows becoming more cloud driven is windows light so that that i'm going to answer that first question um because he's got multiple questions here so what microsoft has done is they're they're slightly altering how they are building windows 10 because the core of windows is moving more towards an enterprise focus now this has multiple implications and and windows light plays into this but what they're doing is they're using the underlying component bits without getting too technical from the Azure team. And they're aligning to that release cycle to then ingest that content into Windows 10 and then to help ship. And this is a pretty big deal because it's it's fundamentally shifting what the core of Windows 10 is based off of. Was Previously, it was based off of Windows in its own timeline, but now it's more off of a server-side uh, development-driven model. And so it's not going to it's hard to we don't quite know the full ramifications yet if this is actually going to potentially delay the next release releases because they're waiting for the uh the, the server team to, to shore up their core services to ship them in windows but we will see we will see and so the reason the reason why i say windows 10 is more enterprise driven is windows Lite, which is microsoft's new os that i believe they're going to announce that build is very much consumer driven and they're kind of what they're hoping that all of us are going to move to eventually eventually not day one though keep that in mind uh, is Windows Lite the intelligent edge Satya was referring to? No, I don't. I, intelligent edge is such a broad thing. I was about to say no, but I mean, technically a laptop is an endpoint, so I guess it could be. And he says, could be th this be the reason why Microsoft is pushing for always connected PCs, which accommodate cloud streaming uh, is X cloud sign of this move. So Microsoft wants always connected PCs because Microsoft is at its best when you're always connected to its cloud services because they can do so much more. Not to mention always connected PCs 
are how Microsoft hopes you stay connected because they don't have a mobile phone, mobile phone, mobile phone platform. And so is X cloud a sign of such move? That might be a bit of a stretch a little bit. Uh, Kevin Costa says, having the future plans of the gaming space in mind, in your opinion, how Microsoft is dealing with the old Xbox One hardware, for example, the original Xbox One Connect. Do you think someday this group of users will have to buy newer hardware to continue to play their games? Will the Connect and its games be unsupported someday in newer Xbox releases? So this is an interesting question, and I think I understand what he's talking about. So some games right now support Connect in the old Xbox One. I can't see Microsoft completely gutting that functionality out of the, the original Xbox, because that would be a step backwards, not to mention a really bad PR move. It's like, hey, we shipped this. We made you buy the Kinect, and now you can't use it, even if it's been several years. To answer your other question, um, we have to buy newer hardware to continue to play their games. So uh, there's two ways to interpret this question. To, con to continue to playing your older games? I don't think so. Now, if you want to play newer games in five years from now when the games are all launching for Anaconda and uh, Lockhart, will you have to buy newer hardware if you have an OG Xbox One to play them? It's, it's a loaded question because of xCloud. Because part of me says, yeah, you probably will if you want to get the best experience. But then part of me says, hey, I bet Microsoft figures out how to launch xCloud on every console that it, it currently ships or, or supports. And in that case, technically no, but I would be expecting that you're going to want to buy a new Xbox console, especially if you're running the OG from 2013, 2014 timeline. Jumping up eight to 10 years uh, in a console cycle is pretty significant, pretty significant. Uh, Felipe with a couple questions says, as far as I know, Microsoft will announce Windows Core OS, WC OS, uh, more focus on new devices and specific needs for education. But do you think they will launch a flavor of Windows Core OS for IT pros and enterprise, or will they keep updating Windows 10 for them? It is my understanding that Microsoft will continue to support Windows 10 for IT pros and enterprise customers at the upper end of enterprise productivity and um, raw compute and performance. And I'm hesitating to say, but I even think gamers, at least for a while, are, are going to continue to want to run Windows 10. It is going to be the most powerful version of Windows. It's going to be probably the, I don't want to say best supported, but most robust version of the desktop operating system. Think of Lite very much like a Chromebook style thing. Yes, you might be able to run some legacy applications at some point, but if you're doing hardcore AutoCAD, gaming, video editing, enterprise, active direct, if like any of that type of stuff, you're going to want to run proper Windows 10 because they will continue to support that and service that OS for a very long time uh, to come. And then he also says, with Windows Core OS, do you think in the short term, Media Plan would introduce a useful, useful watch experience? When he says watch, actually he clarified, uh, he means a mobile wristwatch-like device, not like watching something uh, in like VLC player or something like that. I don't think so, at least not first party. Microsoft, I, I have one around here somewhere, released an, or released, built an Xbox watch called the Jewel. I did a video on it on the channel a while back ago. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to go down that route yet or for a while, considering they just killed the band. Um, they, they haven't had much luck in the consumer hardware space other than the Xbox. And so it's hard for me to think that they're going to go do that. Luke says, with Microsoft pivoting Edge by starting from scratch with Chromium, do you think they should rebrand the browser? Also, do you think Microsoft will actually rebrand it? So, candidly, I've heard that they've considered rebranding the browser because right now they have 5% market share being generous there. And so it's not like they're losing a massive amount of 
like runway per se. It's not like they've built up good brand quality with the brand, the edge branding. Now, that being said, at one point, Microsoft was really concerned that everyone with windows, the older generation just associated that blue E with how to navigate, uh, browse the web. And that by changing that, it would really hurt their performance going forward. I think they totally whiffed on that because that logic didn't play out with the Edge branding with the Blue E. So in theory, I could see them doing everything, you know, starting over scratch, renaming it and going like that. Logically, I don't think they are going to do it just because I don't think they want to go through that exercise again. But um, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't, let me put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me if they changed the Edge name, but I'm not expecting it to happen. So BDSRF says, Hi Brad, Surface question. AMD is coming out with new chips on 7 nanometers soon, and they are expected to match or exceed Intel's chips in the CPU performance, GPU, and battery life. They might even be cheaper than Intel's chips. Do you think we'll see at least one Surface computer with 7 nanometer AMD chip this year? So let me, let me, so yes, I think we are going to see a Surface branded device with an AMD processor in hopefully in 2019. Um, I've heard that from multiple people that that is happening. I don't know what chip it is exactly because sometimes these things get a little muddy. So I expect to see an AMD powered Surface device this year. Let me just put it that way. Uh, Will R says, Brad, what do you think Microsoft is gonna call the next Xbox? There's no way they'll go with Xbox two, right? I wonder, I've always wondered if they'd ever just call it Xbox, just no numbering or whatever. Um, I, I can't imagine that. My my guess right now is that maybe they call it Xbox Pro and Xbox Arcade. Only because that's kind of the code names that they're using internally right now. Not Well, they have Anaconda and Lockhart, but they refer to Anaconda as Pro and Lockhart as Arcade. And maybe that's what they call them. Xbox, yeah. Xbox Pro and Xbox Arcade. I don't know. We'll, hopefully we'll find out soon, though. Hopefully we'll find out soon. Um... Simon says, I'm assuming you use OneNote for note-taking. Do you have a specific organization strategy? So I'd use a bunch of different things for note-taking. Um, I use the Write app. It's just called Write app um, on the PC. I do use OneNote when I go to events. So when I go to Build, when I go to Ignite and all that, I use OneNote. And what I do is I create a category called Build, I'll create one, Build 2019. And typically I'll know of the meetings I'm gonna have before I arrive. So what I'll do is I'll create a new document for each one of those. And I'll also have one for Keynote 1, Day 1, Keynote Day 2, and then all my interviews uh, lined up. And then that's where I keep that information. And so not the greatest strategy, but I just organize it by each event and then create subfolders inside of it. Uh, then the Joe Finn says, do you think Windows reorganization under Azure will make, make it easier or harder for Microsoft to attract talent to work on Windows 10? So interesting question, because now with enterprise being much more Azure and enterprise focus, it's not as glamorous, if you will. I can tell you this, that the people working on light OS were supposed to be the like cream of the crop, if you will, of people who are working on Windows 10. So um, it, potentially it could be harder to get people to work on Windows 10, but at the same time, I think it might also be easier to get people to work on Windows Lite. I mean, it's a new project as long as they get some momentum and, and show some sign of life, unlike Windows RT and Windows uh, 10S, then it might not be such a hard thing to do. So 
All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, I'm back typically every Friday. Stay tuned for what's being announced next week. Although if you've been watching this channel long enough, you probably have a pretty good idea of that. Have yourselves a wonderful Friday and we'll catch you right back here next time.